joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Angley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? Hi, Ryan. Good to talk to you today back in the USA. Right? Is that a, is that a, well, I think that's a Beatles song, isn't it? It is no. a Beatles song. I mean, we no, but back back in the USSR, the 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 I was kidding. we never left. Uh, yeah, that, I know, I know. We didn't leave. We didn't. But leave. Our, we didn't leave. But we were I'm, on I'm, tour. We were. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We were on tour, much like the Beatles, um, yeah. for a period of time. And uh, referencing the previous episode, um, I'm moving around a little bit better. Just a little health update for me, um, but still not enough to be uh, out of the house uh, super a lot. Walking boots—they are tough. Um, yeah. But today, we are taking advantage of being of our normal setup, our regular setup. To, um, I think this is the first time I'm going to, I'm going to say it this way. I don't know that this is the first time we're talking about a book of yours that I think I'm going to make the claim to you doesn't exist without this podcast. I think that's probably right. I think it's probably right. Like a lot of the ideas I made sure, I hope I did this. I made sure not to steal any of your ideas (laughs) and put them (laughs) in and pass them off as my own. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's true. Like a lot of many of the ideas came from our discussions and were articulated on the podcast. So that's definitely true. So we're yeah. we're going to be talking about enjoyment right and left, which and and we will also, uh, yeah, kind of work do it. through. Do it. Oh okay. no. Do, <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll do it. I'll do, do it at the beginning. Things. Yes. Uh, so we also I will give away there you go. three copies of Enjoyment Right and Left to. Uh, the first three people that email me, but here's the, 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 the slight, the slight, Flying column, slight annoying part is that they have to be, uh, American they, or you have to have an American address that I can send it to just because I ended up, uh, dropping quite a bit when I had to send to abroad or I wasn't even able to do it. So I just, it, it, it's just, I can't do it. So, um, can, that's can the I American suggest- address. Yes. All right. Because all Todd, all he cares about, he's going to ship it to an American address. So if you are from out of the country, you can choose to ship it to an American address. It's just, it'll just show up at some stranger's door. So you can be, you know, like, I I think that that's a pretty good, that's a good, (laughs) that would be a good workaround. Yeah. Yeah. Good workaround. Make it, and and I I think it would brighten somebody's uh, holiday season. Uh, So this, this book, Enjoyment Right and Left, came out a couple weeks ago. Right. And I think the reason why I said I think the podcast is influential for uh, for this is um, I, I, I think this was five years ago. We had um, we, we did our first podcast on the topic of political enjoyment, which right. um, was steeped in how uh, Slavoj Žižek uh, defines the idea enjoyment as political factor, uh, which is the subtitle uh, of his. Is that his second or his third book? I think it's his third book for they know not what they do. Yeah. They know I think looking awry is second, and then that's third. that's right. Yeah. That is the second. Okay, that's that was the yeah. that was what I thought. All right, um, and at that time, I think it's uh, the reason I, I bring us back here is that I think uh, our our conversation was very much uh, influenced by what was like the political uh, moment, and this conversation is going to be uh, influenced in the same way. It's not so vastly different, but I do think there has been a theoretical shift, and uh, 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 there's been some movement from you on this. Which I, um, okay. and I think, I think I didn't. I think you you're more on my side, but I didn't know how to articulate my side. And I think you okay. do a really great job oh, of, of of what I should have been arguing back then in this book. Um, and so I just let's just uh, start this off to uh, to um, I want to d- define some terms. Okay. So 
when we talk about enjoyment, Todd, I'm just I'm going to give a stupid example. I want you to tell me why it's wrong. Okay. Okay. Um, my my uh, my enjoyment is uh, I've got I've got the I've got a book over here. Uh, it's a it's a um, it's a memoir. It's a, a Bob Mortimer's uh, memoir. You don't know who he is. Uh, and I enjoy, I really enjoy reading this book before I go to bed. That's that's enjoyment, right? Right. I think that's not enjoyment. Yeah, I think that's okay. pleasure. Right. So okay. so there we go. I I Tease it out. I spend a lot of time in this book, probably too much time, making this distinction between enjoyment and pleasure. And I think pleasure, Freud. I think Freud's definition was pretty good, even though it's a little counterintuitive. So for Freud, pleasure is the diminution of, of excitation or of stimulus, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, and, and the most obvious example is sexual activity, right? Like you, you feel pleasure at the end when there's this diminution of like, you've gotten rid of all this excess excitation that you've built up, but it's true of, it's true of anything, right? Like you're reading that book and you're like excited before you read it. And Mm -hmm. then when you are going through the pages, all of a sudden you're that stimulus that you have built up, that excitation that you have built up, it diminishes, right? As Mm -hmm. you're, Mm -hmm. and you, and it, it feels pleasurable as you're, you're like, oh, wow, what a great insight that I get to read mm-hmm. or what an interesting, I don't even know who that is, so what an interesting No, it's fine. Yeah, passage. anecdote. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anecdote, whatever. Um, but but enjoyment, in, in contrast, for me, is is more the trouble that we give ourselves that builds mm-hmm. up that excitation. So enjoyment, I wrote a book once called Enjoying What We Don't Have, so I think enjoyment is much more linked to the absence of the object, whereas Pleasure is linked to actually attaining the object, which is why pleasure dissipates immediately, whereas enjoyment can be sustained. And so enjoyment is this enjoyment of absence, of failure, of all these things that are, or or you might even say enjoyment of the obstacle, like enjoyment Mm -hmm. of the way in which we're hindered in what we Mm. do. And And that hindering is itself gives what I think what's enjoyable about it is it gives us something to be interested in or to commit ourselves to or to invest ourselves in that we otherwise wouldn't have. So to me that's where the this important distinction between pleasure and enjoyment and that's where enjoyment falls down. And I think there's also a really key link between enjoyment and sacrifice. That there's no mm. I, as I would put it, there's no, or as I think it, there's no enjoyment without sacrifice. That some okay. sacrifice of the object to make, some, because what does sacrifice do? It makes something absent and thus desirable and uh, important for us. And if something is just readily at hand, it can't be important in the same way. And I think this is true even when we're in a relationship with someone, the thing that we're in love with is that part of the person that's re- that even when they're there, they're not there. Right. And that's the thing mm-hmm. that we're, that, that, that's the thing that we enjoy in the other person. Very good. And so, and I think this is important. Um, it's implicit in everything you just said, uh, but an important thing to, to, to hold on to pleasure is conscious and enjoyment is unconscious. That's and right. That, I think you're right. It's for that reason why, I mean, you said this, I, I think this is exactly, exactly right. It's, this is the reason why enjoyment is, like I think you'd say it like this, right? Like enjoyment is sustainable because it is unconscious, whereas pleasure is not because it is conscious, right? Well, I would uh, say, I guess I would just say it like this: that that I don't. Whether I'm not sure that enjoyment is unconscious. What I would say is unconscious is the the path that the mm. way in which enjoyment is produced, right? So like go. it's not nice. that like the enjoyment itself. I don't think is conscious or unconscious. Like it's just a it's an affect basically. 
mm-hmm. but but the path to it is mm-hmm. we don't know how we're getting it right like that's and i think that's absolutely crucial to it whereas pleasure you can say like oh i can just like you can look at the book point to that and say that's going to bring me pleasure when i mm-hmm. read it and that can be perfectly conscious i think mm-hmm. so i think mm-hmm. that's a real and it's interesting because freud early on thought that pleasure had to, and the pleasure principle had to, was linked to the unconscious and i mm-hmm. i don't think he was right about that and i think there's a shift in you know when he discovers death drive in 1920 that there's a shift to thinking that it's actually something like enjoyment that the path to enjoyment is unconscious the path to pleasure can be perfectly conscious just as you pointed out mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i mean like that that is absolutely what's at stake in the drive and, and what's at stake in beyond the pleasure principle and as we've talked about in other episodes like he almost immediately turns away from that um uh, in, right. w- i think when we did uh, mystic writing pad like it's like right. his own summary of what he did in uh in beyond the pleasure principle is not what's interesting or important in that book but the way that he describes it is revealing that like he's trying to turn away from the i don't know the radicality of his of, of his own insight but like you could look at that as as this as this line where well i think this is this i think this is uh, a, a non-controversial thing to say is that maybe in, in enjoyment doesn't come up for him until he discovers the drive i think no that, i like, think that's that's a great point and that's exact i exactly uh, subscribe to that idea that that mm. that discovery of the discovery of death drive right because he does talk about drives before that but discovery sure. but I, I think you're right to say that is the discovery of the drive right like this moment mm-hmm. where we're seeking out our own destruction basically our own we're the, we're, the way in which we damage ourselves is the way in which we fail is 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 satisfying to us that's what he's discovering and beyond the pleasure yes. principle and what he's under, what he's really uncovering is enjoyment. I think that's, I, th- I think that's mm-hmm. fair to say. And I think that's really, I think that's, I think that's why for both you and, and I, that's the key, you know, for that, yeah. that's the key text, right? Like beyond yeah. the pleasure principle. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I think you're unfurling the, it's, I, I it's interesting to me, like you're unfurling the political consequences big uh, and the territory that Freud didn't think existed. I mean, and, you know, we did an episode a long time ago on civilization as discontents. And, and I, he, he's pretty convinced at this time that because of the death drive, because of the, and the drive for maybe this is somebody's first episode or, you know, these concepts are hard to keep in your head all the time. The drive, this, this, like, uh, this unerring capacity for one to undermine oneself or, uh, inclination toward what Freud would call a primary masochism. That's what the, the death drive is that, because of this, he, he doesn't see any possible, uh, like like a like a liberatory uh, future. It can can only be fleeting because of the drive. Right, that's like, right. that's where he ends at the civiliz- at the end of civilization and, and his discontent. Right. Doesn't his he have that? He, yeah, there's like this great line where he says, "Like I I do not have the courage to rise up before my fellow humans as a prophet." Right? Like, yeah, like they're yeah, yeah, yeah. And, be, and it's because of exactly what you you just said, right? Because he doesn't yeah. think you. You can prophesize a better future, or even try to, because of the power of the drive to undermine any attempt to constitute that. So I think that's where your book intervenes: is that this territory uh, where there can be an emancipatory political project uh, of enjoyment um, of like of the drive. And I think when the first time we had this conversation, I do think that you were more on. Freud's side and more more specifically on on Jesus side now just 
let's let's just lay that out. Like where where Zizek is on this is that the right has a monopoly on enjoyment, and it's one of the things that uh, supports the appeal of the right is that like it is is enjoyment itself, and that the the left is in it, it, and the enjoyment of the right forces the left into a lot of uh, policing in a social sense um for policing policies if that's not a redundant (laughs) in a strange way is that like you you like it forces the left to be um to be politically correct it forces the left to cancel it forces the left anything like it it, it puts the the left in the position of the uh like the the nagging um parent figure and the, the 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 judgmental uh uh uh, just I don't know figure in anyone's anyone's life that like and yeah. that the the right will always uh, profit on that dynamic and yeah. I I think you and I both accept that but I don't think we think now like I, I I thought there had to be something there had to be left enjoyment I didn't know how to articulate it back then and I think you do a great job of that in this book is that there is there can be a left response and uh, I want to let you well. No, I'm going to take your line and say okay. it this way is that what you uncover, what you uncover in this book and what you argue, and this is uh, where we're um, going to kind of begin this, uh, this conversation uh, about the idea, like the political applications. We're going to bring in some examples is that you have to understand is that all enjoyment is enjoyment of non-belonging. Right. And if enjoyment is enjoyment of non-belonging, then that position of non-belonging has to be, on on like that is is more on the side of the left than it is uh like as for 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 political activism for uh for party platform for anything additive that is that that is at the root of what uh left wing projects actually do whereas for the right the enjoyment that they're able to generate and we might trouble this term as uh, if it is genuinely on the side of the right is that they point out who doesn't belong so that there can be this sense that you do. And that's, that's their, that is the, that is the very basis of, of all right wing uh, political appeal. And that has, you know, you have to just, the only way to sustain that dynamic is to continue to find, you know, different groups of people who don't belong. And you you have to, you have to just keep doing that. And there is a, that there, there's a finitude to that. Um, and rather than, I think like as Slavo, I think is right to point out rather than lapsing into the, uh, like the, the overbearing, um, uh, morale, uh, mor- a moral parent role that the, the left can begin a praxis of pol- like political non-belonging that can, that can be, a, a, a again, activist and, uh, and, and overturn the yeah. uh, coordinates of our present political uh, situation. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. so many things in what you said, it's such a rich series of comments, but I think the first thing is I think Slavoj says pretty clearly that the point of psychoanalysis is not to allow us to enjoy, but to give us some respite from enjoyment. So I think mm-hmm. that he, I mean, he kind of goes, he, he's a, he's not exactly a hundred percent, consistent on this <laughs> big surprise like he, he kind of i mean it's the greatest thing about him as a thinker right he's a constantly mm-hmm. willing to explore different things but i think about i think that's one of the things he comes down on is that 
part of the thing is like the superego pressures you to enjoy. You know, Lacan mm-hmm. famously says there's only one thing that commands enjoyment. That's the superego, Seminar 20. And I think Slavoj feels like, okay, part of the leftist or psychoanalytic project is to say, you don't have that pressure. You're allowed to not enjoy here. Okay. So that's first thing. Second thing, I think, uh, I think you're, what you're saying is really good that, that there's, uh, that in a certain sense, however, all enjoyment is left wing. If, if you think of enjoyment as necessarily the enjoyment of not belonging, and then the right wing project would have to partake of that left leftist non-belonging enjoyment by the attack on it right so mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so it's it, it's it's like the the conservative project gets it both ways right so on the one mm-hmm. hand you get the feeling of belonging because you've identified this person that doesn't this group that doesn't belong but then you get there you parasitically enjoy through that other that doesn't belong right like think mm-hmm. about the the way that a racist fantasy works right like that <laughs> speak of another that's book of very, mine that just happened to come out. <laughs> yes. Um, you just happened to name it. Just, just happened to, to pull come a out. phrase out of the ether. Of yes, I don't know. That was funny. I really didn't plan <laughs> that at all. Um, <laughs> so, like, it works by attributing uh, enjoyment or or a barrier to enjoyment to that figure of the racial other, right? So, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny how, or it's not funny, but it, it, the, the point is that it, there's a way to both but get the sense of belonging and enjoy parasitically through that figure of not the, the, to whom you attribute non-belonging. But I think that the fundamental key is that all enjoyment is enjoyment of non-belonging and that it's not, I think it's important to say that it's not just the racial other, or the, uh, the, what other, whoever figure of the other that gets identified by the conservative political mm-hmm. position that is in the position of non-belonging that and really non-belonging is within every one of us, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, so the capacity for enjoyment of non-belonging is not something we have to attribute to someone else or that we can only find if we, whatever, like, uh, you know, go into a certain other country or a certain other part of the world or another join another group of people. No, it's like everyone has mm-hmm. that non-belonging within. And that's what, in a certain way, that's what they're, horrified about in the figure of the other, right? Like that, this, that, that it's precisely one's own non-belonging. That is that, that this alien within that is that one's attacks when one attacks the other group. I, I think we'll come back to this, um, to to this idea as we, as we go along, but non, non non-belonging is universal. Right. Exactly. And, and belonging is a belonging is a phantasmatic particular like it, Abs- it, absolutely it, right yeah right uh, that no one no one really belongs right i think that's yeah. the absolute key because and i think it's a i think isn't i don't know what you think about this but isn't hegel mm. the best at diagnosing why belonging fails in the master servant dialectic right because mm. the 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 only way you can the figure of the master the only way you can be sure that you belong as a master is if you're validated by the servant who yeah itself doesn't belong right so then right, so right, then right. your your belonging ultimately falls apart and i think that's the same thing for all conservative belonging it depends upon this other figure that that doesn't belong in order to affirm the belonging but then it that it shows that belonging really depends upon non-belonging so it falls apart yeah there's a you know there's a subreddit that um often appears on the front page or at least it does for me um uh, like this and it's called um leopards ate my face 
like and, and that's the subreddit and okay. it's always and the the idea it's it's almost always like um like, like I think it, com- it comes from a political cartoon. I, I think I, I don't remember, but it's like people voting for the face eating leopards party. And then it's yeah. like, I didn't think they would eat my face though. Like that's like sort of the, the thing. And so people always post like, um, conservative conservatives, like, like com- coming into like, a, a like a, an awareness that like they're, they're not part of the in group. Like, like you, you voted, you voted for some, like, um, you know, like here, this would be a leopards ate my face moment is like in 2016, this was a real story. Like, I, I think this was in your home state of Ohio is the woman voted for Trump and her husband was here illegally. He, he ran and owned a business and he was deported like within months of the, of, of the Trump administration becoming a thing. So that's, that would be this, I this see. leopards, yeah. this leopards. Yeah, yeah. Now, now. There's a thing here that I think that's very, very, very important, which is, uh, and, and part of why I wanted to bring up this example is that where I was at, I think when we had this conversation before was that I, I thought that what the point, the point of, uh, left-wing enjoyment would be is to make sure the, uh, the villain was cl- like, was, a, a, a capitalist. For example, a proper we need a proper villain. We need a proper villain. Like it can't yeah. be like it, it can't be the, 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 the it can't be the immigrant. That's because right. that's it's 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 racist and and right. and it's like like you know and especially like with this country like my God like like uh, that you you can't really you can't really say who the the we the the marginalization of the indigenous people you know what i mean like like the, like who's right. the immigrant here right, right. like that's right. That, that's that's the whole process so right. so it can't right. so the it can't be the the immigrant it has to be the it has to be the, the capitalist that has to be the villain but so yeah. this was a mistake that i made that is not you can't you you cannot one one cannot do that uh, one, right. one cannot simply replace the villain because what you're doing is you're reproducing the exact the structure that the right has a monopoly on right. where right. it's, it's, it's not just like, well, what we need is a, is a, is the, the, the correct, the correct villain. And where the idea is, is actually, I, I, I think you're right. It's like, it's more, it's more, um, if it's, not, it's more about, again, recognition, this universal non-belonging, but it's also this, I think depends on, uh, disinvesting from the system and the structure that gets us there in the first place. And uh, there are a lot, number of different um, e- examples about this that are like, I think very uh, contemporary and, and, uh, and, and pertinent, like, uh, um, but we, we can get into later, but I just maybe want to hold on onto this, this idea here that um, the way that what, what the right is so successful at, we've talked about this in different ways is, is making villains. Um, and we'll again talk about this a little bit later. Like the 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 villain of the of the moment, it, it's that like the anti-trans uh, right right thing for the for the right wing. That's like that's their that is the that is the villain of the of the moment. And 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 it's I mean reached its apogee with the shooting at the the nightclub in in, in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, by the grandson of a House Republican. Uh, who who intervened to expunge his grandson's uh, criminal record? Like the the whole thing is just, is is um it's it's is awful and yeah and I it, agree and I think that it, the, just, I think you're right yeah the way it yeah. repeats but yeah yeah no, yeah, yeah, yeah. now I think you're right that the that anti trans is one of the central ways that rightist enjoyment 
functions today, right? That the fig, the trans figure functions as this, and, and I think it's, it shows this logic really well, right? That if, if I'm gonna, uh, if I identify the figure of trans as the figure of non-belonging, then I can be sure of my yes. gender identity, right? Which, yeah. which of course no one is, right? Like this is the case. It's a, it's a clear case where really no one belongs. Like no one, there's not a single person on the planet that has a certainty about their gender identity. And the, but if you identify trans as, as this uh, figure of the enemy, then all of a sudden you feel like, oh, I can get some certainty about my own gender identity if we can just eliminate these people that are yeah. trans. And then the, I think that there's just one step forward in that logic to then physically trying to eliminate them, right? So yeah. I think that there's... Yeah. But of course, the, the problem with that, and I think it's the same problem that... I mean, obviously there's a moral problem with trying to kill people, but there's also a theoretical problem with it because... And I think it's the same problem that... that Nazism encountered, right? Like the more they eliminated Jews, the more the anti-Semitism ratcheted up, right? So, mm, so like mm-hmm. the so getting rid of the physical manifestation of the thing makes its spectral manifestation even more powerful. So that's why it's not just that conservatism bad; we should reject it. Okay, I think mm-hmm. there's an ethical problem with it at its core because of this enemy thing, but there's also mm-hmm. a theoretical problem just. A logical problem that the the and this is why it's it's ultimately self defeating because it it has to construct the enemy but then it demands that the enemy be eliminated and then the problem is that if you eliminate the enemy then you lose the belonging the sense of belonging that you that the enemy was creating in the first place which means you have to re-erect the enemy in some other form so you never escape the need. And this is why someone like Carl Schmitt, who I think is in certain ways the great conservative philosopher, he thought, well, we can't ever eliminate the enemy. We have to sustain, mm-hmm. like that part of part of what it means to be a subject is to have an enemy for, for Schmitt. And I think that is the conservative position. But as you say, I think it's tempting for the left to fall into, let's, you know, that's right. We just need to choose a better a proper enemy, and I think well, that's the, en- a, the enemy that's is the people who who think like like that. So then, if we can eliminate that, then we can right. You know, it, it, it's 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 kind of funny. Just a couple things, like the thing that you said yeah. about no one being being sure of their gender identity. I think is confirmed where if you think if you can think, recall of your mind anyone who is acting or performing in a fiercely heterosexual way, what do you think about that person's sexuality? Like, right. I, I think is. Um, is very like, or, or again, like just, uh, you know, you see the, you know what, this is so funny. I was at, Kara and I were, we're somewhere here in, in New Hampshire. We were driving around a small town and somebody, I don't think that they, I think they made this. It was a person who, it was, it, it was a town on a lake on the, on Lake Winnipesaukee here. And they had a painting of Trump shirtless on a dock. Huh. And they had a Trump sign in there. And it was like, like that, like that, per, I, I, if you ask that person if they're comfortable in their sexuality, I'm sure that they would say that they are. But I just right. think from the thing that they have, I don't, I, uh, I, I disagree. It was, uh, it was very, anyway, this overperformance. No, that's really good. And I, yeah. it's true about masculinity and femininity too, right? Like the more those get overperformed, the more we're like, well, that signifies a lack of comfort, right? Like, the, yeah. you know, yeah. like my, 
I mean, I don't, I don't want to pick on my mom because she's getting, you know, she's in she a has pretty bad situation. She can't yeah. defend herself. Um, yeah, okay. But, but she was, I, I'm not picking on her really with this because mm-hmm. it's, interest, it's an interesting thing. But And it sort of skewed my relationship to femininity. But she always, it was very evident that mm. she was perform like she thought that this was a thing that she had to perform her femininity. Mm. And so mm-hmm. the fact that it was just like pasted on top of her to the extent that her makeup was often a little bit off, you know, and the, it was caked on, it was excessive, but also it didn't, wasn't exactly properly put on, you know? And so mm-hmm. I, I was always constantly being made aware of this, the falseness of it. So, the, I mean, mm-hmm. the, 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 of course the effect of it was that I couldn't date a person that once they, I saw that they wore makeup, I, they were just off the, off the table for me, <laughs> because, you know, just, which is an extreme reaction. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know, but so I think that that's the that 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 to me that was a great objective correlative of this failure, the way in which no one really is comfortable in their in their gender identity, and then and then so the the anti trans position then mm-hmm. tries to say no wait I it, 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 it's it's trying to make oneself comfortable in one's yeah. gender identity while at the same time I think and this is, I think is crucial so to give yourself the sense of belonging but then to partake of the non-belonging of trans. So the idea is that the enjoyment of the trans, the anti-trans subject, conservative subject, is actually the enjoyment of trans, right? Like the, it's, it's, mm. it's, it's enjoyment through that non the other that's condemned to the position of non-belonging. So I think that's, it, it, it's, it's to me, it's really interesting that, that's the, that, that the conservative position has to be parasitic on the, mm-hmm on the position of non-belonging. Well, and they have to, there's always, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same, like they, they just, they repeat the same structure. I, and I do think people see this generally that like, there's always for the, for the right wing villain, there's always the presupposition of criminality. Like that's a, that is a crucial part of the anti-trans thing right. is that like, is in, in two different directions is one, it's this like this figure, this made up scenario of a of of a of a trans man or a trans woman like molesting a child in a rest in, in, in a in a restaurant. right 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 Th- this right. this made up thing but then also that like uh, gender affirming care for like uh, at at any like the 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 like the attack on gender affirming care at a, at age at any age range is a way of um, saying that it's child abuse to. Uh, like to, to, to support your, your trans kid. And so like, again, like there's this presupposition of criminality that supports the whole, the whole thing. And it's the same thing with the, with the immigrant. That's why, that is why the right calls is very, very quick to call, uh, uh, migrant people illegals, right? right. Like, cause it's, cause you need the presupposition of criminality and what that does what the presupposition of criminality gives the right is the license for retribution, and and you're seeing that in the, this country. That's what that's what that's what they that's what they license now. Politically, it's it's like and then they're like this is this is the they 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 drag this is where I do think Slavoj is right is that they drag the political conversation into uh into a moral one in which they will always win because it becomes relativized almost immediately because of this because of this a priori presupposition of criminality is that like well someone's just going out and they're stopping something that they think is 
is illegal. And then you have states like Texas that make it legal to personally stop someone from seeking an abortion, you know, like that, that's like right. A, so, right. so this, this, um, this, like this whole rhetoric of like citizen protectors and like, and, and, and licensing like the, the, the conservative vigilante to uphold some sort of like moral authority. Like that's just, that's a huge thing on, uh, on the right. Now we have to square the circle. It, it, theoretically speaking, the response can't be well no but that all of this is actually that's the that's the villain and this is the right this right. is the criminality and if and if we just understand that that's if everyone just understands that that's all the wrong thing then we can solve the issue and this is what again like i said five years ago that was where that was where i was it's like no yeah. like people people are people are you know what's the classic thing they're punching down instead of punching up like they're 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 right. they're looking they're looking down or they're they're looking uh, at their own eye level and they're not looking at the the capitalist that's the real villain if we see the re- if we see the real villain then we can uh, we can change the coordinates of, uh, of 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 the situation but that is it's um well, I think your whole book actually is about why that's uh, wrong. So I want you to right. jump in right. on no, it's why, absolutely, does, why, yeah. why does it not play out that way? That's that's sort of yeah. I think it's a yeah. it's a great point, and I think the part of the part of the thing is that when you do that, you erect this figure of of uh, substantial enjoyment, right? Like that somebody really that there's somebody who let's say Elon Musk, right, who is the <laughs> villain of the moment. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, right, like right. you 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 get this figure who like really n- a couple things like they're a they're a figure you erect them and I think choose that term choose a word advisedly advisedly you know. yes yeah. they, you erect them as a figure of non castration right like so that mm-hmm. they uh, uh, unlike us unlike everybody else they operate beyond the pale and can manipulate things so there's a paranoid dimension to it which I think is really dangerous but I think the other thing is that you stay within this logic of envy of their enjoyment when I think actually like they're and and you assume and I think what you do is you buy into the idea mm-hmm. of belonging although you you think that belonging is them and you're stuck mm-hmm. in the position of non-belonging but I think that once you do that you you've already accepted the logic of the conservative logic and that you and then once you're in that then you I think you miss out on the miss out on a couple things. You miss out on any universalist project, right? Like once you have an enemy, you're, you're no longer in the universalist and thus in the leftist emancipatory vein. The other mm-hmm. thing is I think that it's always a losing proposition because once you topple one of those figures, you'll always erect another one, just mm-hmm. like the conservative does, right? Like Just like yeah. they get rid of like, okay, we no longer, the immigrants no longer the villain of the moment, so it's now that we put the trans subject mm-hmm. in that position, right? So mm-hmm. same thing, like Musk will be, Bezos kind of toppled, Musk erected, Musk <laughs> toppled, there'll be another one uh, the next day. And I think it's really, we had a nice conversation with Astra Taylor a couple days mm-hmm. ago, and, and we all agreed about this, that, that one of the things that's really dangerous, I think, is to say, we want to all join in the enjoyment that these billionaires have. And I think we should think of it just the opposite, right? Like, yeah. no, no, we want to free the billionaires from their position and let them come back and join the people, right? Like, like we should talk, we should say to Elon Musk, comrade, come back, citizen, come <laughs> back and join. Like, I think that that's the, you know, as we take Twitter from him and make it a public uh, entity, like 
citizen. It'll be better for you if we mm. if we take that. Um, I'm just, that's interesting. I'm, can I can I no? That's funny. I can I jump yeah, in on the Twitter ahead. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, it's really it is it, it is interesting. And just to give maybe the shape of this argument relative to Twitter as a platform, yeah, um, is that. Well, there's a couple of things that Musk's takeover has shown is one that literally anyone can be a CEO. Anyway, right. like right. no, no right. one, if there was a myth that CEOs did anything or are important, uh, that should, he should have dispelled that for you because anyone, yes. literally anyone could yeah. go into any business and lay and off half it. the workforce and, uh, and then, say you're only keeping the people who are the best and you come up with your own metric for deciding what that is because you don't know what anyone actually does. And then your solutions to improve the platform are things that you were advised will create huge problems and you don't listen to and anyone could do that. Anyone could do that. And what's very good. Need, what, yeah. yeah what, well, what needs, I think what the takeaway needs to be from the Musk thing is that, Anyone can be a CEO, but he's making it very clear that CEOs can't do anything their employees do, like even a little bit. So anyone could do it. So Musk he's a is kind doing. of an anti Ayn Rand figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Which is, I mean, like a, to, to pick a, 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 a example of someone pushing for this hard, um, you know, uh, a, a radical selfishness who spent her remaining years on public assistance uh, yeah. because no yeah. one, you know, like that, that's, that's, that, that needs, that's the, there's the real story, you know, like, like, and, and she, you know, again, that would, that's a really nice example of like, um, you could have the leopards ate my face thing about that, but it's like, um, I don't know. I kind of think you, you need to see that as like, that's the, don't, don't, don't use that as the, like the, the Twitter, Twitter has made it so that, there is no, there's no memory. There's really no truth. There's just gotcha. Yeah. You know? And I, I think this, this, like this, this, uh, this logic of gotcha is, um, is it helps the, it helps the right. It's I agree. even if you, yeah. even if you think you're doing it for leftist reasons, like you were laughing at, uh, you know, Ayn Rand for, for that, like that, like, ha, gotcha. It's like, that's the, that's that immediate, like that's the, the immediate, like dopamine, like uh fueled, thing that the right is sells that's right. their that's their whole thing so um just last thing on twitter like people should people can leave it or whatever but like that like uh i i i think you don't i don't think you can necessarily get a pat on the back for leaving twitter but you do get a pat on the back if you are leaving the idea uh that the i mean the the, the well the wealthy do anything and 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 also leaving the idea uh behind that just because a lot of people use something that makes it public. I think we're going to get into this in another episode. Yeah, no, that's a really, really good point that um, I, uh, uh, someone that I know uh, tangentially said, well, I can't believe that Musk is just allowed to buy this public thing that's Twitter. <laughs> and I that yeah. Was pretty, that was pretty funny. It's uh, not. Just because yeah, yeah. so, just, just a lot of people use it, it does not make it public. And, that's, right. and that, yeah. I, think, I think that's kind of maybe at the core of this, conversation we're having here is that like an it's an idea of the public that needs to be fought for and sustained it's it's not that like he has a responsibility like the the argument that that musk owning a private company has a responsibility to the people who use the platform is nonsense like that's not how that's not how capitalism works 
Right. It's, it's like like that's just thinking like to think that 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 is it, it does believe it, it buys into the liberal thing that if we could just have a moral and that's that's what it is if we just could have a moral, have a moral capitalism, capitalism right then everything right. would be fine right like if we you know if we just had a moral capitalism and we uh, and we had a moral politics then this like this figure of the villain it wouldn't need to exist and it's like you when you can you know when you try to make that the center of, 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 of the politics, what you do, you open up for the relativist response, which is the response, which is what, uh, the Qatar is like, you know, I saw this online, like a, like a, a fan of the U S wearing a pride shirt was not allowed to go in the stadium. And there was like a, this was like a Facebook post that blew up. I, I saw recently was that, uh, it was a, um, I think it was a Qatar citizen saying, when will the West, the West realize that, not everyone shares their values and, <laughs> right. and you can't, you can't just force this on people. Uh, uh, you know, and, and like that, like, again, that, that this is the thing that the, that the right drags the left into making, like you, you can't be drawn into something where like, well, that's just my opinion. You can't right. be drawn into something where someone can say racism, anti-trans agenda, like, you know, go, going like, like anti-immigrant kind of thing. Like these are just opinions. And I, and, and I, I think that like too, too often what the mainstream left does is uh, it allows for these ideas to, to just seem like, well, like they're just positions, you know? Right. And, yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think that's really good, and I think it's part of a moralization, or I would even say a super egoization of politics, right? Like, so yeah. that I think the, these gotcha things are like times where you get to play the super, you get to exert the yeah. super egoic pressure, right, on the other mm-hmm. position, and I think that that's, yeah, I think it turns it turns the political struggle into a moral one, and then mm-hmm. there's no one winning. But but what's interesting is the way in which you, like just to imagine it the other way, right? Like to think, well, wait a minute, um, we're standing with the women in Iran and mm-hmm. that's the same as wearing a pride t-shirt here. And that's the same thing as um, trying to stand with the people that were, th- that were the victims of the shooting in Colorado, right? Like that, that, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. those, all those things are cut across. Like they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not just, culturally specific right like they're mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. precisely universalist insofar yeah. as they don't like that same struggle is within the west and it's within yes. qatar and it's within iran right like there's no it's not like oh there's a <laughs> there's this cultural difference that can't be surmounted no we can see the exact same opposition mm-hmm. internally to every thing and i think i mean one way to think about so part of the project of the book was just to say politics is really about enjoyment and it's not about facts or uh mm-hmm. you know like or about ideas so much right? like it's about a mm-hmm. like certain way of structuring your enjoyment and 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 that i think like that's that struggle in each of those cases right like it's between mm-hmm. one way that's that's focused about an enjoyment of non-belonging and the other one that wants to create belonging by forcing other people into a position of non-belonging. And I think that's, that is a, that struggle takes place within every, every different cultural position, I think. So I don't think it's like, I don't think it's just like exporting one's values or whatever. Mm. Well, I mean, I think that like the World Cup is just such a, I mean, it's a present and a really good example of this, but like the people who say like, I, you know, like, uh, I see this everywhere. It, um, 
how is this an advert? How could Qatar think this is an advertisement for such a uh, backward com- uh, country? You 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 see that phrasing like a ba- backward yeah. like or a culture or cult like ba- whatever. And I think what that ignores is exactly what you just said. Like to call like to call. It, uh, it would now this is very clear. This does not mean you shouldn't do it, but to like to, you shouldn't criticize Qatar. But to car to call to be an American and call uh, Qatar backward really means in that state you are disavowing exactly what happened at that nightclub. Exactly, you're pre- right? You're pretending right. that doesn't happen here, right? Which right. and obviously you call out both, but like you can't you can't have the moral position like the you, you cannot call that backward. Like I don't I don't know how you how you could could do that. You have to. Um, and this is I not mean, just a this is not just a suggestion of like better political uh, uh, language, but it, it's 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 really it's um, I, I think th- this is a very, very key point. You cannot mistake morality or you cannot exchange morality for politics and you cannot exchange a, a, a you cannot exchange a um, a moral or cultural project for a political one. And you cannot have it. You, you I, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of belief. I, a, a friend of mine who teaches, I won't say where, who teaches in political science, she often tells me that students think that politics follows culture. So all the left has to do is win the culture war and we'll win the right. political war. Right. And my God, it, like to, to think that is like a, that is a massive, that, that kind of means that, that uh, none of the losing of the cultural war is affecting any of those people who think that that's right. like the one thing. And I'm not saying yeah. that for, to be, to, to, to be on a moral high horse on that, but you have to look at, you, you have to look at that. Like, like that just means that none of the problems of the, none of the political problems touch you. If that's what you think, if that's what you think the project is, is just to win the culture war. Like that right. can't be it. Like, like yeah. you, you have to, you have to affect uh, a, a politics. And anyway, I think like, that's what, that's what the, what you're trying to get at in the, in the book is like, how do you yeah. affect a, a, a politics and not just a moral or cultural response to something, which is, I, which is why we've spent so much time with these examples is that it can't just be a moral, a better moral cultural response. It has to be yeah. a, 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 a properly political one. And that involves, uh, I th- think, and I want you to hear you talk about this, uh, um, that involves some kind of subjective and and uh, and, and avowal of an, an internal cut, because yeah. what the what what the right is all about is that the um, the the cut or the 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 contradiction is outside. There's that that's it's external, and if we just eliminate that external contradiction, then things will be fine. And this is where I mean, this is even where um, the term post racial comes from. I'm forgetting the name of the that great that very famous article that like what if what if the alien species comes and, and says, we'll give you, you know, the secret of uh, the secret of, I don't know, to, to live forever. And what we're, we're going to do is we'll take all your, your Africans, we'll take all your, the black and brown people in, in America. And if you make, and now you're in a post-race society because the, because uh, the, the, the white leadership of the, of, of America said, yes, we'll take your advanced technology or whatever. Then what's left? Now that we're po- now that the antagonism of politics is gone, what's left? Do people what, what do people have to contend with? Is, is it finally class? Is it finally or I think what, what what you would say is you finally have to contend with this axis of belonging, non belonging. You finally right. have to contend with that. Anyway, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, that's it's so much so so rich of a comment. Yeah, I think it's so great. Like I think that just on this last thing, like I think that. Um, <laughs> 
I'm tempted to say that that it's that there's some like fundamental misunderstanding of the way racism works in that, right? Like that mm-hmm. that 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 racism and this is okay, just one more time our infinite debt to Barbara <laughs> to and Karen Field. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um that but like that 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 it's the act of racism that creates race. So eliminating yeah. a bunch of people doesn't is not going to eliminate racism because it's the act of racism that will just go on creating race whether mm-hmm. there's you know certain people here or not not here. So that's what I would say to that. But I think mm-hmm. the point about the distinction between the internal cut and the external division, I think it's so, so crucial, right? And I think that's when we were talking about these ways in which adopting the, taking on the enemy uh, for the left is is problematic. And that's why, because I think the leftist position has to be about the internal contradiction and never, and resisting the transformation of that into an external opposition. So I kind of like that distinction between contradiction and opposition, right? Like the opposition Mm -hmm. is external, the contradiction is within, or you said the cut versus the, 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 I don't know what what you would call the external thing, like the barrier between the, Mm -hmm. the self and the other, right? But the, the, but not seeing the way in which there's an internal cut. And so I am like the alien is within, Right. I mean, in a mm, way, that's Freud's yeah. great discovery yeah. of the unconscious is that's the alien is within, not it's not an external force that I can fight against even. And mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. really, really important. And I also think that the thing you said earlier about the about culture being oh, yeah, the, the culture. terrain of yeah. morality. That's yeah. it's such a great insight that that once you're talking about culture, you're ipso facto talking about morality and not yeah. talking about politics. Although I think that a lot of people that wage culture or participate in culture wars think they are doing politics. Yeah. You know, the, yes. the, and, and the comment from your friend, uh, it'd be interesting to know to publicly say where she teaches, but you shouldn't, of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, it's, what, what I think is so, so totally great about that is that it gets the, the, the it gets that idea that, that, that culture is tied to morality, which is, evacuation of politics. It's interesting. So here mm-hmm. at the University of Vermont, there's a, there's protests a lot and I'm totally mm-hmm. for it. Um, but the, you sometimes wonder like who is the protest really designed to speak to, right? Because sure. Burlington is, I don't know, maybe the most left-leaning town in the entire country. It's certainly in the top 10 of its size, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the campus is, I don't, there may be a couple conservatives on the campus. They're not. They're not exactly out. Uh, so I'm sure there are in the business college, but uh, but they're not. They're not <laughs> outspoken. So it's not. It's not a thing, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so the so the so my my colleague here and good friend and uh, person who beats the crap out of me in tennis, Andrew Barnaby, uh, <laughs> he often says, you know, to the students, he's like, you know what, you should do. You should have a voting registration drive instead of or at the protest along with the mm. protest and just be mm. registering people to vote. Now, I don't know, you've, I think you've kind of cooled, you used to be totally on the side of voting and you've kind of cooled a little bit. And I, I'm, I'm mixed about that, but, but his point really is just kind of the point that your friend was making, right? That, that there's this cultural critique in the protest, but it's not tied to any concrete political action. And he was just saying, I mean, voting, whatever, but that's just mm-hmm. one idea of like a concrete political 
uh, yeah, supplement. You to know, that, right? my thing. You know, my thing on this is it has to be. It has to be the the um it has to be the two step. It has to be. T- okay. This is where this is where it kind of this is kind of where I've landed. I do You've think evolved that, to that. Okay. I've I've evolved this, which is that um, I do think that to not vote is to double the vote of someone who doesn't give a fuck about you. Like I, I do, yeah. I, I strongly believe that. Um, but I think that it can't be the. Uh, and and again, just it can't on be the that, only thing. If, it can't be the only thing, but it, but it's also it is an important thing. If it wasn't important, then conservatives would not be trying to make it so that only like white landowning men can vote. Like like that. <laughs> like if it, if it didn't do anything, then they wouldn't be doing that. I mean, because they right. do so little actual governance, and that is one of the few governance things they actually do. So if True. there if there really wasn't a threat to voting, yeah. then they wouldn't be wasting their time with it. It's yeah, literally the yeah. only thing they do. Yeah, um, that's good. But. Thank you. The, um, the but other you've side softened was, from your total, used to be a totally, like Alain Badu yeah. very famously is anti-vote and you were very opposed to him on that. But you've kind of softened that. that. Well, it's just because I think that there has to be, there has to be the awareness that like what makes it to the ballot is itself a problem. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and I think that, and I think that is, so I guess I would say this is I think do, doing, doing work, being involved in whatever capacity you can to help to change what makes it to the ballot, I think that's the political act, and I think voting is a necessary act. I yeah. put it that way. Yeah, good. I think that's that, that's, that's I think that's kind of my my position. Yeah. On on that. But I like so, this um, radical position on culture you're taking. I think that's pretty oh, that, impressive. <laughs> I, I really like. I mean, I I've never Thank heard you. anyone link uh, cultural battles to morality because I think I think so in so much today, like the culture and gets blended with politics, right? Like, it, yes, but I think you're exactly right to think, no, it's actually culture is the moral is like the culture struggle is the moralization of the political struggle. Yeah. I, th- I think that's right. I mean, the, 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 the common way that people put this is uh, like there at uh, some, some cities is particularly left cities. Uh, you'll see stickers on lampposts that say uh, they got you fighting a culture war. So you don't fight a class war. Yeah. I think that that's like that's typically how how pretty it's, good how it's yeah, yeah it's pretty good I I think that's right um but I think that it's the um I, I think it really has to be thought that like y- you know that I I don't I don't want to I don't want to use the they in that sense but like that you can't substitute the you can't substitute the idea that like to like winning winning the the winning the moral fight is winning the the political fight and the best way to win the moral fight is through culture because like. I think Disney believes that. And yeah. that's a, again, that is a, that is a mega corporation. And they're just like, that's, they are just doing that because they're doing that because it's popular because, because for them to do that, that validates like, like to, to watch, to watch a, like a Disney show over, um, you know, over another is, is not a p- political act. Like it's, it, 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 uh, it, I, to go back to the, one of my, one of my old chestnuts, um, Hallmark, uh, if people are familiar with the pages of uh, People uh, People Magazine, People.com, um, Hallmark is in this uh, moral cultural struggle. That's right. With a, a new network called Great American Family. There was a there was a split at, for the basically around the Hallmark Christmas film is the, the, the idea that Hallmark was becoming too diverse and too <laughs> inclusive, and so people, right. the stars right. of previous Hallmark films, have left. And the previous um, CEO have left to make another network called Great American Family, and their uh, their like masthead, you know, bullet point statement is that they, they don't tell, they don't make a demand that you know 
that anyone has to do anything with these films that they're just interested in, you know, creating really wholesome content. That's all they want to do. And I just watched a, um, I just watched a really great homework film the other night. It's called uh, Three Wise Men and a Baby. I highly recommend one of the better homework films I've seen in a year. It was very diverse, especially well, by Hallmark standards. Uh, right. It still starred. Uh, it's still starred white people, but like the the it it uh, it's not like what I'm sure is going to happen in Great American Family films, where the idea that black people exist is like I don't know a Friends episode or something, or so, gay people or trans or gay. Trans. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah yeah. yeah yeah. It's just not. It's not allowed. Um, uh, foreclosed, right, would be the psychoanalytic word. But right. but anyway, like, so that seems like, well, if you watch Hallmark, <laughs> as, as I do, over Great American Family, which I would never do, you're making a, a political choice, political but you're decision. not. Right. You're not. You're, right. you're not. It's, it's, Let's talk um, about, yeah, yeah, can we talk about, can we shift that to the terrain of a thing that's going on right now, which is, I mean, that okay. Hallmark thing that's going on right now, but the you've mentioned it just a little bit. The <laughs> Something you would prefer to talk about? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's on more of my terrain, sports. Yeah, yeah, I actually right. do have a little bit about sports here. And uh, okay. and I think I think sports is interesting. So your point would be uh, choosing not, and, and ah. we've had several yeah, questions about this going. actually from, from mm-hmm. listeners. Like, should, should do you think it's, do you think watching the World Cup is is a politically, you know, political, an act of political malfeasance? And I, I think both of us are, are you know we while we think there's all kinds of problems with the way Qatar got the World Cup and and mm-hmm. and the construction of the stadiums et cetera that I don't I think both of us would say and this is the what implication of what you're saying it's not a political act to tune out yeah yeah it's unfortunate because that's that that's vote with your wallet yeah that's what that yeah, that's what that is and, that, and, and and that's not the un, I wish again I wish that that was it would be great because again that that's that's a to believe that to to believe vote with your wallet will do something positive politically for let's say an unhoused person right because that's how that's what you have to think is like the political act has to be this um i you heard me say this the other day um the, i love the eugene debs line that i will not rise from the ranks when i rise the ranks will rise with me like you yeah. have to think like the, ra- the the radical act has to it has to uplift the person with the least that has to be the the the, the political that has to be the way you think of the political act otherwise it is just it's just an exchange of moral cultural views in which you hope one in a capitalistic way wins out over another like that that, that can't be it and so that's where that's the, the vote with your wallet thing this is where where it comes from it it, it, it believes that like it, again if the system was just moral then right. that would be then it's all it's all fine yeah i like then this like, idea of a like yeah. that today the you know, let's call it what it is. It's a liberal position, it's not a left position, but the liberal position is for a moral mm-hmm. capitalism. I think that's, you yes. know, I think you've said that a couple of times mm-hmm. today. I think it's really, really good that that's the position. And unfortunately, like, I mean, I think there are things that you could, you could, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I was going to say, are there things that you could, yeah, I mean, I think you could join, like, I think it would actually be more efficacious to be part of a protest against the certain practices of the world cup than to, than to do this kind of individualistic, I'm going to yes. opt out myself. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's a yeah, much more because that's politicizing it. That's, and, and I think what the German team did the, today, they did it the day we're recording, uh, was a political act because they were, yes. they were, t- they were doing it collectively. 
They were making so a they public covered, for stand. people who don't know. They covered their mouths in a team photo before the game because they're being silenced because they right. can't wear armbands that say "One Love." That are it's supposed, to, and then they promptly went out and lost the game. I actually think that makes it a better political act. I think it does that right, that right, they lost. Right. Well, it ties yeah. their enjoyment of their political position to sacrifice. <laughs> they, yeah, they sacrifice their they sacrifice their their win against or potential win against Japan, and uh, mm-hmm. for the sake of uh, of the enjoyment of their politics. I mean, I, I I think it's. I mean, I do think it's so. That's going to be a actually, good example. I haven't touched. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you on this. I, no. But this is going to be a good example because this is you know this 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 stupid, idiotic, right wing phrase the go woke go broke thing. Oh, like, I do because I, that it got I, Cracker Barrel got attacked with this go woke go broke idea oh. when they because they put <laughs> this is so funny they put meatless sausage as an option on their oh, menu and then they got just assaulted with this oh idea. My God. anyway well, get it. i do know that i haven't i haven't seen i haven't seen this i'm sure it's online that that people are gonna do the meme thing of the german team before the game with the picture and that they're gonna superimpose like go woke and then the final score line at the bottom and it's gonna say go broke get broke or whatever yeah like yeah, i'm yeah. sure and that's a perfect example of this gotcha thing i do too been, and I, but don't you think that about. we should take that over as a leftist line because then, then you can really integrate the, okay so this is what this is sort of the stuff that, that you're saying is that like because you because you have said this before that you wish the basket of deplorables was on the side of the left i do absolutely and I, and, absolutely and i think that i think that you are you're right i i do so yeah so how, how so would I, you, I want go woke to go broke to be our sign like that's that's okay. that's in favor of going woke you go woke and then you get to go broke. Like that's the, you know, like you get to that part of what it means to go woke is to get out of the capitalists, like nice unending desire for accumulation. Right. Like, so yeah, you yeah. can, you don't have to, you can go broke. You don't have to worry about that. You get off of that. So how treadmill. About, yeah. Yeah. Go for broke. Go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I, I, I mean, I'm fine with going broke. Like I'm fine with like, just in the sense of like, obviously not losing all your money, no, but yeah, in the no, sense I, of like I, I getting out of this like mania for accumulation. And I think yeah. what I like is that it, you know, the problem with woke is it's attached solely to culture and sure. and to attach it to an anti-capitalist position. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Like I was just listening to a French, uh, I think he's a right wing commentator, but but also anti-capitalist, which is interesting, right? Like that, that, and and so he was praising this Virginia governor for the, his position on uh, anti-woke education. What Youngkin, I think his name is, uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 I thought what was fascinating was he's like that that it was a he was our, he was articulating it as a resistance to capitalism, and at the same time as a resistance to what he called wokeism. And I thought, well, but Yunkin isn't exactly an anti-capitalist, no. right? Like, like isn't that no. the like? There's this, there's this kind of lurking beneath the, the, critique of of uh, this cultural policy, like the lurking beneath the right wing critique. There is a lot of anti-capitalist sentiment that never gets articulated, and so I think that if that gets articulated on the left, then that makes there's that that creates a much more space for people to join in the uh what's the way we want to call it even like the woke brigade like that like the Mm -hmm. leftist position right like i think that that 
you know, because then you see how it's not like, uh, okay, you're getting this, like that, that it's, it's part of a, it's not, it's not the elites imposing something. It's also part of a critique of the elites insofar as the mm-hmm. elites are capitalist. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, 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 I think that, yeah, no, it certainly needs to be, um, there does need to be, I mean, that was a phrase that, that I've used that like, I think like liberals are weenies over things that like the immediate, immediately, like when, when the right seizes on a term or a word that that's been like you, like that has been profitable in the sense of like getting people to move to the, like even a marginally left side on something, they just, it just, they abandoned the term. Right. So like, I'm sure. Right. So, so I'm sure that like, like, Rather than a aban- like if you rather than abandoning, oh, we don't talk. No one uses woke anymore. The only people who right. say woke are on the right. Like that's like now the thing. It's like it is well, thing. that was an right. that was an eff- that was an effective idea. It's a fine word, right? It's, it's fine. a fine word. Like so, right. like the 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 this like responsive abandonment, you know, uh, on on the part of l- liberals, I, I think is like. I, I don't know. It's part of the reason why why it's part of the reason why we got here because what you know what you know what it is, Todd, is because liberals abandoned things, they totally thought, well, Roe versus Wade has have, has stood for fifty years. Why would Republicans even try doing right. it? Right. Why would they even try overturning right. it? Because you know what? Liberals would give up that quickly. Way quicker than that. And and that that's I, I think that I don't know exposes the problem of that mindset. You have to be a lot more activist than that. Like you like yeah. you can't just be like, yeah. well, the market and culture has decided that this is the right thing, so it'll stand this way. Yeah, and it's an interesting it's like, point. Yeah, yeah. I'm t- I think I'm it's, just, I, and, and, yeah, it's I'm right. just tired. Like because there are all there are all these like the like New York Times, L.A. Times, like all these like all these like oh, but the the Republicans began this. Uh, uh, the, the the stealing seats and 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 this this activist like getting people on the right juries across. It's like, so wait a minute. Everyone knew this was happening to the point you could write a very detailed investigated journalism uh, thing on it, like a week after the decision happened. And do people who knew something could they couldn't have done anything again to to fight against this? Like this is All just right. so like it's just so you know like 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 that's the um. Like the, cause the, this is the the thing with the right is that they, they do, they do two things is that they, they, they sell what we've been talking about is that they sell belonging by having a figure of villain. It's very easy right. to, in psychoanalytic terms, to cathect to, to have this like libidinal, like uh psychical investment in, they, they give that on the one hand, but then they're very good at taking apart government and taking away things from people and mobilizing to take away the right to vote, uh, for make it, make it easy to, uh, you know, apply for financial assistance. Like they do that on the other side and the, the liberals are not nearly as effective on message. And they're also not nearly as effective on getting, uh, things done, like to make things easier, uh, or, or more, more accessible for people because why? Because they believe in moral capitalism and they just, right. They, right. They, no, it's they, really they, good. They believe in the market. They think that the, the they believe in a moral market. And if we, if we just win the if we just win the culture thing, like then 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 that then that then that's then then then, then that's it sorted forever. And like that's right. It, it, and and now and now we're in this part. Now we're in this thing where like um well the well the Constitution doesn't say you can't try to steal an election. <laughs> so it's like you know like all the like all these things like that that are that that are just. They were just left like uh, like as traditional niceties 
in government like have to be nailed down and, and written yeah. down. And, and I, I think if, you know, uh, that's the, that is the, I don't know, that's, I, I think that's part of the shape of the, the political struggle that, that we're in is yeah. that anything that you yeah. think is convention or tradition, like that has to be, that has to be, uh, uh, it can't just be sutured to culture. It has to be sutured to a document. Uh, and, 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 and to politics, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's yeah. the key, right? I think that the, you know, it's, I think that we're, the underlying what we're talking about is the, the, the decision for political struggle instead of cultural war. I mean, that's interesting yeah. that that's yeah, what yeah. we've come to from our starting point because that's a, mm. you know, I want to, I want to just, before we stop, I want to mention a couple of things like, um, sure. the, so it's, I think it's, I think, you know, one of the ways in which, like, uh, a lot of jokes, I think, do the leftist thing because they, mm-hmm. if we've talked about like this internal, they're about the internal contradiction and not mm-hmm. about creating an enemy, right? Like they're, yes. they're about, they don't, they're not about showing how I'm superior to someone else. Instead, they're yes. about showing this internal contradiction within a person or within even a, a, an institution or an idea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's, that's, that's important. But I, I, I think that the other thing that, that a, a great leftist joke will try to, not that this joke is going to be, I mean, I, I do think it's great. I didn't invent this joke, so I can say that I think it's great. Uh, <laughs> and this is a joke from the book that I think I've told it on the podcast where I don't remember, but I've certainly told it on a number of, Talks. And I'm, it's it's not quite to the point of Slavoj's coffee without cream joke, but <laughs> right. uh, it's getting it's getting in that neighborhood. Um, but the, I think it's one of the f- I can't think of another joke that does this that allows that shows us that the pic, that the figure or the the structural position of belonging is absent. So here's the joke. Mm-hmm. So here, okay. so yeah, uh, this, this visitor goes to a monastery to just check out life there, see how it is, and one monk agrees to show him around. And so he shows him around during the day. And they finally, at the end of the, toward the evening, they come together for dinner in this big hall and they sit down to dinner. And all of a sudden a monk, a random monk shouts out 15 and everybody just busts out laughing. And the visitor says to the monk, he's like, what's the deal? Why why is 15 funny? That doesn't seem funny. And the guy goes, look, we've been together for so long, all the monks here that we all know all the jokes that each other tells. And so you just have to say the number and then we all remember the joke and then we laugh and the monk, the visitor's like, okay, okay, I kind of get it. And then another joke, another monk, sorry, uh, yells out 56. And this time people laugh again, but it's not quite as much laughter. And the visitor's a little perplexed. He says to the, he says to the the monk that's guiding him around, he's like, why, why, why was the laughter different that time? He goes, well, that 56 is just not as funny a joke. And the guy's like, oh, okay. And so the visitor thinks he's kind of gotten the hang of it now. And so he's like, I'm going to try my hand at it, at it. And he yells out 125. And then the whole hall erupts and even more laughter than laughed at the first joke. And, and the visitor turns to the monk and he goes, I must have told a really good one. And the, and the monk goes, no, actually, none of us have heard that one before. So, <laughs> so it's such a great joke because I think it's funny for one thing, but I also think it, it, it hits on this, the position of those who belong are absent, right? Like the, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to think of a joke that works that way. I mean, there, again, there's jokes about internal contradiction that don't rely on external opposition, but it's very few, I think, that get this absence of, at the position of belonging. Mm. Mm. So that's, so that has to be 
I think that this is your wagers. That, that has to be the center of... So this is the way your wager in the book, is that that has to be the center of the... Um, of the political struggle. And I think what's come out of in this conversation is that, um, the substitute that the culture war cannot be the substitute for political struggle. That's absolutely right. Right. So like I, like again, and I just, I just to be clear, like, I mean, like, yes, shout at Nazis online, but like, that's, that can't be the end of it. You know, like that's not the, that that's the, you, you know, as I've said before, you you can't, can't pay, you cannot play whack-a-mole enough with the bad actors online Right. Uh, to stop the bad acting like 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 and and that's that's that that political piece like you can't um like it it's very i think this is the thing that people are worried about is that like that the, the uh, liberals can very easily like i mean like i think it's like absolutely inarguable that the that the the liberal has the liberal side has won the culture war but you can very easily see a path to losing the political Right. Uh, right. Struggle. Right. In like, fact, I mean, I mean, we, we, like women have lost the right to the abortion. Like, look what happened in uh, in in Colorado. Like, you know, like that's the that's the thing. There's you can't win. You can't win the culture war hard enough to uh, to also win the political struggle. So um, beautifully stated. Thank you. And so the structure. Stated. Thank you. So this so the structure of the political struggle has to be, as you argue in this book, has to be a uh, universalist and it has to be. um uh, I think, do you think like grasping, like taking the, the reins of enjoyment, like away from being the provenance of the right? Yeah, Is I that... think that's right. Yeah, I think it's right. I think I, I was trying to think of an, a filmic example because I end with the film in the book, Heathers, and we've oh, yeah. talked oh, about Heathers. Heathers quite a bit, but no, so no, I, I, I would t- no talk about it again because it's a, no, I, I, so. I have, I have something else I'd rather talk about, but, but if you want to come back to Heather's at the end, then you, you okay. you're welcome All to right. But, but I was thinking like, is there another film that really is about like this, like the joke works, right? Like through this enjoyment of non-belonging. And I was thinking of the film and I thought of this in part because there's not many films about this holiday and the, it's all, it's a, I guess other like Canada has it their own day of this uh, of Thanksgiving, but um, mm-hmm. the U.S. Thanksgiving is when we record this will be had just happened when you're listening to this, mm-hmm. but when we record this, it's tomorrow. And uh, I was thinking, there's not many films about Thanksgiving, but there is a one great one, and it's with a, maybe the greatest performance by one of our genuine great comic actors. In, mm-hmm. uh, and although he's Canadian, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> well, I speak of John funny. Candy and the film Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And there's a, the best scene in the film. So their car has gone through through his negligence. He's like kind of a bumbling guy. And through his negligence, their car is caught on fire and burned up. And it it's, it's almost, it barely runs. And it's all just a, basically a shell of a car. And he's he gets pulled over by a police officer. And the police officer... It is Michael McKean, right? From uh from Laverne and Shirley and what else? I don't know. Oh, uh, oh. alias. You need and other to be things. more you need to be more current. Better call Saul, but continue. Better call Saul. Oh, yeah. there you go. I didn't know that. Anyway. His, yeah, his his best best performance of, of his life. Oh wow. Okay. So he he he's it's great in Flying Strands Automobiles and he, he pulls him over and he's like do you think this car is is safe to be driven? And, and John Candy's like, he plays it totally serious. He's like, you know, I know it's not much to look at it because yes, I do, officer. And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, he goes, do you know how fast you're going? So he goes, no, you know, we have a bird speedometer. Yeah, it's kind of melted, so it's kind of melted. But he goes, but you know, the radio works clear as a bell. <laughs> you know, and so 
but it's if you look at this car, it's the car itself is is hilarious. Um, but the the point is that that's I think that car is the vehicle of leftist enjoyment, right? Like it's it's like no one mm. would want to belong to oh, it. Nice. No one would want to be driving it. But it's the one. But it's the source of incredible of incredible jocularity, right? Like it's funny. It's just, nice. it's, it's, so I think that that, okay, I have a whole thing about Heather's and the end of Heather's, but, but I think that to me, that car and that moment in the film is really the, is, is one of the great moments, like akin to the monastery joke of, of mm. uh, the comedy of, of, of non-belonging and the comedy of leftist enjoyment. Mm. Do you think I'm, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make this very, uh, like p- perhaps uh, too too simplistic, but do you think that um, like a rallying cry, like a, like a properly like as we're saying, a properly political leftist rallying cry, is that um, would be something like uh, like no one belongs, everyone belongs. In what sense? The second part. Well, I was just like, I'm just trying to think what people I'm trying to think about. I think no one belongs would be the I, that be the yeah yeah that's thing. what I think right. But but like, I like, um I always wanted I think, to yeah. you, you know the slogan that was popular and I I don't know why it was popular in like the 90s. So I don't know why it's not popular now, but I don't think it's maybe it is popular. Um, I sound like George Bush in Tennessee, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it was it was no one is illegal, and yeah, I always right, thought we should reverse it and make no one is legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, sure. like that, like that. To me, that would be the left. Like that, to me, is the difference between liberal inclusivity mm-hmm, and leftist mm-hmm. non-belonging. So anyway, I like that nice. idea of no one belongs. Yeah, no one belongs. Yeah, like I'm um, just to make it like the. It's it's interesting. I mean, you can see the the psychic. Like you, you really have to make your you almost have to make your head go like like tilt like a little bit because you you to 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 make this actionable like i really do think like to you you point out that on the right they want to tell you that some people belong but you know what the the truth of the matter is is that no one belongs like that like you know like i I don't know i could potentially see this i like that rally yeah but 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 you you know it it does require a a a shift because what the liberal position would be is that like is everyone belongs right Right. but i but i but i almost that, that would be the liberal position i almost wonder though even if the this 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 is me very very much believing in your idea. Like, if the terrain of the political is that like the would be in a mainstream way, people started to say that the the right is trying to convince people that only certain people belong. Like, if it was just on the like, even if 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 the if the the discourse of politics changed to being about this belonging and yeah. non belonging problem, like even if it wasn't that would already be a victory. I think it would already be a victory. Yeah, yeah I really do. I don't. I don't yeah, think it has I think to be you're right. like like I don't think it has to be. It wouldn't have to be carried out in exactly the the way that we're um, agree totally. I, yeah, yeah, I think if if it's shifted just to that, that like like just that recognition alone would be that like the right is trying to sell. Uh, Why are you trying to say these people don't belong and we do? Like something like just like that. Yes, right? yes, like yes. Just just that enough. It would already just be a enough. major major something. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I agree completely. I, agree totally. I yeah. you know, I thought I thought where you were, um, I thought with uh, with the tra- with the uh, planes, trains, and automobiles example, um, you're gonna, you're gonna uh, you're gonna make earlier in that in that sequence when uh, Steve Martin and John Candy are like they got on the highway going the wrong way, 
Yeah. And the other motorists try to tell them you're going the wrong way. And John Candy says, how do they know where we're going? <laughs> and it's just like, and Steve Martin's like, yeah, <laughs> how, how would they know where we're going? Um, I, I, <laughs> I think, um, I, I think that, I think that's a pretty good moment. I think that's pretty good yeah. too. And it's I, pretty I, good I, moment. Yeah. And, and maybe in, in our, um, in our, pol- our political, maybe, maybe that's best, uh, politically encapsulated by the talking head song road to nowhere is just like, that's right. you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, like, uh, um, yeah. anyway, it's just, it's, we a, had a lot of good ones going tonight. Yeah. yeah a lot really, of good ones. So, yeah, it, so yeah. this, is that, you're going to land on that as a lesson for, yeah, I think, I think plane, see planes, trains on automobiles. I think has to be the lesson. The other great line from that film is C. Martin says, you know, all these stories and tales that you have is the main idea. The main thing you should not forget is have a point, right? Like that's <laughs> a, like, <laughs> It's very uh, funny. Yeah. It's very funny. It's a, it's, that's it's also a, that's also a good movie about that's also a good movie about the um the position the the position of the villain actually is that because you're you, it does such a good job. Is that Harold Ramis who who directed that? I think I think it is, yeah. Or, it's a Ramis or, film. No, or, maybe it's the guy that did Breakfast Club. Oh, it's a John Hughes film. No, you're right. I think right. it is that's a John Hughes. Hughes film. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. that I did that. Yeah, that's a Hughes film. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. what Hughes? What the, what's done so well is that like you are aligned with uh, Steve Martin. With Steve Martin, and you yeah. you you think of John Candy as this like total obstacle. opposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, the the film completely flips that. And yeah. and I don't think on I don't think on moral lines alone. No, I don't think either. so either. I don't. Yeah. I think it's political. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, good. yeah. Little masterpiece. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Over and out, Ryan. Over and out, Todd.